Hello, 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 and welcome to the 45 RPM podcast, which is a little late this month because uh, I have been quite busy. School started up again, a lot of stuff going on, uh, listening to a lot of music. You know, it took me a while to catch up with everything from August, so that's why it also took a bit longer before I recorded this episode. Um, but that doesn't really matter. Let's just get right into it. Uh, on the 5th of August, the new releases this month. On the 5th of August, Crystal Lake released The Voyages, which is some re-recording, some uh, other stuff, a metalcore band. Um, I listened to it. It was fine. I didn't really find it that uh, any singles in there. I was like, oh, this is really good shit. Um, so, you know, like uh, Aeons from their last album, Aeon. Uh, that song really... F- this is such a fucking brutal song. Um, 7th of August, Avatar released Hunter Gatherer. Um, I am surprised by how much I liked it. I didn't really like their previous album. I'm a bit of a fan of theirs. Uh, got into them when I was just getting into metal. So they have kind of a special place in my heart there. Uh, with their album... What is it called? Beacon Claw? Flesh? Feathers and Flesh? Something like that. Um, it's kind of a weird album. Uh, but that's why I liked it. Then the one after that was also kind of weird, but I didn't really like the whole weird after country concept. It was a bit wacky, and I didn't really like the songs as much. But I really enjoyed this one. They do some weird stuff with some industrial industrial metal kind of influences on here. They are a bit metalcore kind of melodic death, a bunch of shit. They used to be pretty straight-up melodic death, but they went all kinds of weird directions. Quite like it. The Black Crown Initiate released Violent Portraits of Doom Escape. I loved the singles, uh, but it turned out that the singles were the best tracks on the album. Uh, definitely by far. Still very much enjoyed it, uh, but I was kind of hoping like that all of it, the entire album would be like that. But um, turns out that wasn't really the case, uh, so that was a thing. Misery Signals released Ultraviolet. Had some very good songs on it that I really liked, uh, especially Tempest. Really liked that song. Other than that, didn't really stick with me that much. Uh, on the 14th of August, Primitive Man released Immersion. Uh, it's a very noisy, dissonant record. Good for in the background. Didn't really, nothing really popped out to me. Like, ah, oh, shit. Terra Atlantica released Age of Steam, which is a very solid, very fun power metal band. If you like Sabaton, check these guys out. That's just, it. there will definitely, they will be up your alley. 21st of August, Incantation released Sect of Vile Divinities, which was just a very good death metal record. Like, very fucking solid, amazing riffs, brutal as fuck, lots of variation, uh, really just scratches that itch for me that, that Dying Fetus does as well, those kind of bands. Fucking loving it. Great shit. 28th of August, Metallica released SNM 2, uh, which was a lot of repeated stuff, but also some new material with the orchestra. Really good shit. Uh, things like The Day That Never Comes, they did new. I believe Master of Puppets, they didn't do on the first one. Uh, so yeah, that was just really cool. Really liked the first SNM album. It's more of that. Fucking great. Absolutely. And then Necrot released Mortal, uh, which is some very solid old school death metal. Uh, but old school death metal isn't really. Not much my thing. It tends to all kind of sound the same, like old school death metal. Um, and there are some good tracks, and I generally generally enjoy it. But uh, it's not th- not something that I can talk about at more at length because it's like, yeah, it's pretty good. 
It's nice. Uh, and then Ripped to Shreds and Brain Corrosion did a split album, kind of, exhumed from Eastern Tombs, which is extremely harsh, extremely fast, like a noisy death metal, very short songs, you know, one minute tracks. Uh, very intense shit. And with that, we're getting into my top five of the month. Now, this month, on the one hand, I was kind of struggling to find albums, but then again, there were also two albums that I just knew were going to be in there because I fucking I love them so much. Really good. But we're starting off uh, with a very solid record. Toxic Death released Sepulchral Demons, band from Norway. They're kind of a speed metal uh, band. Very good. I don't listen to that much speed metal, but this one really uh, caught my attention. Really enjoyed it. I'm just going to start you off with the track. The title track called Sepulchral Demons. Yeah, that was Sepulchral Demons. Really fast track. Those those good old shouty vocals. If you like that Midnight record from earlier this year, Rebirth by Blasphemy, I think this will be up your alley too. Um, and yeah, the entire album is just solid all the way through. Amazing uh, speed metal. Now, I tend to be... I don't know. Speed metal also has a thing where a lot of it kind of sounds similar to me. Uh, so when I find one that pops out, I really get excited. This is one of them. Another one of them is um, Chainbreaker. I think that's the name. Wait, shit. Is that the name? Yeah, Chainbreaker. Chainbreaker. Their record, Lethal Desire, was also some solid-ass shit. So some good death metal. Really... Get death metal? Some good speed metal. Really fucking enjoy it. Uh, yeah, they've got seven tracks. They're all pretty good. Uh, though my favorites are Sepulchral Demons, Savage Knights, Malicious Assassin, and Undead Vengeance. But all generally, this is an album you can just put on all the way through. It's gonna be good shit. It's gonna be fast. And, you know, none of, no ballads to be found here. Um, yeah, really, really good shit. And, uh, I'll just play you another track called Undead Vengeance. So yeah, Toxic Death with Sepulchral Demons also has a very cool album cover. Uh, it's this kind of gray and orange album cover. 
uh, with some demons on it, of course. Uh, but yeah, it looks really cool. Got some cool lines, got some cool colors. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just very good speed metal. Uh, I don't have much more to say about that. I think it speaks for itself. Uh, they go fast. They shout loud. That's 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 all I'm asking for. So that's some good shit. So we just went really fast. Now we're gonna slow it right the fuck down uh, with Atramentus Stygian. Uh, Stygian being their new album. They're from Canada. Uh, they are a funeral death doom band. Uh, kind of in the same trend as uh, Bellwitch, uh, which I talked about uh, on this uh, podcast before. They're all Mirror Reaper, the one track album that's one and a half hour long, which is fucking amazing. Well, Stygian, they have three tracks, but they are still very long. <laughs> and they are very slow. And also quite brutal and intense and, like, emotional at times. Like, they can be, you know, that, that fucking... The best way to describe this genre in, like, a very dumb way is, like, just a big mood. Uh, because the entire sound is just this... This, this, I don't know, yeah, just this emotion, this mood of despair, uh, sadness, anger, all of it in a good music soup. Now, because these tracks are so long and this stuff is really hard and difficult to clip, um, I've this time opted for one extra long clip. Uh, and that will be the only clip for this album. So we've just got one extra long clip, which is just the start of the first track, in the hope that that build-up gets you hyped enough to listen to the record itself. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to play that for you right here. Here is Stygian 1. Uh, From tumultuous heavens descended forth the ceaseless darkness. So that sets a mood right there. Uh, enjoy. <laughs>
So yeah, as you can hear there, those fucking thick bassy drums, those those long drones, the piano keyboard uh, chords in there. Very intense, you know, very slowly building up. The first track, I believe, is like 16 minutes long. They're all round about that length, you know, long, long tracks. And they need to be for this kind of music to work. Uh, which is, I, I wasn't into this music at all at first, but Bell Witch, uh, the Mirror Reaper record, really turned me around on Funeral Doom, or actually Funeral Death Doom, or, you know, whatever. Uh, it just really fucking turned me onto it, and it's really good. Uh, I didn't know there was this much more out of it that sounded kind of in this sound. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's really cool. It's good stuff. Uh, it's just great to just throw on at like 3 p.m. at night and just stare into the void. Uh, which, you know, you gotta do from time to time. This is, this is how it is. Uh, <laughs> and with that, I like to move on to yet another very different record. Uh, we don't have a lot of records that sound anything alike uh, this month. They're quite different all. This is Winter Hearth with Riverbed Empire, which is a black metal record, but they're a bit odd. Uh, I didn't really get into it at first, but like a few songs into the album, I suddenly it, something clicked and I was like, I don't like this. This is really good. Um, so I'm going to start you off with the opening track, Marshlands. So I thought it might be interesting to start with that one because they like to kind of have these piano or string openings or breaks in their music uh, and then just go from that straight through to the black metal. Uh, now, you didn't get to hear too much of that, uh, but they do some pretty great riffing, uh, which is kind of what I think uh, got my attention. You know, I kind of got um, the riffs stuck in my head. They, got pretty, they were pretty fucking solid at some points. Uh, which my second clip is more geared towards, but with this one, I want to say kind of the, the piano string elements they use uh, for the build-up and kind of to set the mood of the record, uh, which which I think does help it a little bit to set it apart uh, from the other black metal records. Uh, because at first, I didn't think it was that interesting. Uh, I really preferred like their Asic Trillium, which came out this year, was really fucking good. Uh, that kind of weird folky uh, stuff. I really enjoy that. Uh, I mean, uh, just just last month, I believe it was that Havu Krunu came out. But um, you know, this one kind of a bit more traditional black metal, but with some fun tweaks and just some really solid abs riffs. And it got my attention. I was like, well, this is fucking good. 
Uh, so, to illustrate some of those riffs I was talking about, uh, and also some really good bass lines, by the way. There's some uh, some bass, a little bass part in this, which is really funky. Uh, well, it's not funky in the musical terms, but you know, it's good. Uh, and this is the track Riverbed Empire, which is the title track and the fourth track of the album. Here we go! <laughs> So yeah, some really catchy guitar riffs, uh, very well supported by the bass, which is very present in the mix, which I enjoy. I can actually very clearly pick out the bass um, under there. Really enjoy that. And yeah, it's just these little little riffs, these little parts of guitar work that I really enjoy. Uh, you might have noticed there's very little vocals in my clips. That's because I think that might be my least favorite part of the album because they have the kind of weird Inquisition-like froggy vocals, uh, black metal vocals, which aren't my favorite, they're fine, they work, uh, and they don't bother me, so I can really still enjoy the album, the good riffs, the the, the other fun stuff they do, uh, but yeah, the vocals, not my favorite, so, but hey, you can't have everything, and with that, we're moving on to our fourth album, Pain of Salvation with Panther. Now, this is a very interesting one, uh, their last album, In the Passing Light of Day, is one of my favorite albums period just i really love that album uh it really resonated with me uh but they really they really went in a kind of different direction on this album they did some very interesting stuff uh they have some kind of almost country-like guitar uh, stuff on this album uh, a lot more keyboards and synths than on the last one um some very prominent like big uh, piano stuff in there uh, it seems generally a lot less focused on being a progressive metal record and just more on being a progressive music record. Like, there's still metal moments, but it's not really the point, it feels like. And definitely, like, the first single, Accelerator, absolutely loved it. But after that, it got a little weird. I was like, um, I don't know, but this album really grew on me. Every single grew on me, and then after the album came out, every single track, over time... I got to enjoy it and was like, well, I actually really like this track that at first I thought was, nah, I don't know about this, but that's enough of me rambling. Let's just play a track. And I'll start you off with one of the singles, the last single they released, I believe, uh, Panther. Sanity, calling us defective, really? Well, I just keep running clutch, trying to keep this door 
So that was Panther, which has a rap part in it, uh, I suppose you could call it. And yeah, that's just one of the many kind of strange things that happen in this album. Like Accelerator is, I think, one of the more classical, like normal Pain of Salvation tracks, uh, where it has a lot of guitars, it has some synths, it has the pretty, the amazing vocals by Daniel Ginlow. Um, but for the rest of the album, it gets a lot weirder a lot more different stuff happens on on future you have those kind of acoustic kind of country like guitars um i talked about not just as like a small gimmick on the album but actually they're pretty present and instrumental to the track um then restless boy has some really weird kind of time signature jumps and whatever it it, it, it's hard to follow on your first listen and i feel that just with all of these tracks it just you just have to give this album more than one chance because you're not going to like it on your first listen. Especially if you're a fan of Pain of Salvation, this might feel really weird and different, uh, which is all the more reason, I think, to listen to it again, give it another chance and give the album an opportunity to grow on you like it did on me. Uh, Because then the fourth track, Wait, is a very predominantly piano track which grows a bit louder at some points but it's very much more focused on vocals and piano and it's kind of uh sad and more low you know uh low volume track and then keen to a fault is a bit more uh metal but once again it's very different fur is an instrumental then you have panther you have species uh, which brings back the guitar which we also heard on unfuture and then Icon uh, is, true to Pain of Salvation form, a very long track uh, to close out the albums. I believe it's 13 minutes. Uh, and it's also one of the more kind of normal Pain of Salvation tracks. I like this one on my first listen. On my first listen, I liked the singles because I'd already heard those. And I liked Icon. The rest I wasn't sure about. The rest uh, took a little bit of time uh, for me to get them, I suppose. Or for them to really kind of be able to get stuck in my head because they do some of this weird stuff that just it takes some time to process I suppose it, ca- it, w- it kind of felt like the first time I was listening to Tool first time I listened to Tool I didn't like it at all but something intrigued me about it and I kept listening and soon enough the song that I kept listening to Third Eye uh, by Tool from Anima became one of my favorite tracks and I really fucking loved that track because it took that uh, effort but when I did kind of get it and it did kind of resonate with me, it fucking stuck. Uh, so, yeah, it's a really great album, but you just need to give it a chance uh, because it's a little weird on first listen. It's a little strange. They do some, uh, Daniel does some stuff which might not really make sense at first, but I think just more of the story, give it a chance. It's really good, I swear. Now I'd like to play you. Uh, Another track to close it out, this is the track called Wait, uh, which has a lot of piano in it. So, let's have a listen. Wait, wait 
wait another month Just wait another year For me to become I For things to become right My life will pass So you see a lot of piano, acoustic guitar. There's also some kind of uh, production happening on the vocals sometimes, uh, which I feel isn't a pitch shift because Daniel can't sing. He obviously can. A lot of the vocals on uh, in the passing light of day are very raw. Uh, they very much feel like an artistic decision which enhances the song because sometimes his vocals do sound a little strange, but I feel that that's, that wasn't a conscious thing, I believe course i have no way to know for sure but it feels like that that's what matters now the final album of this month and my favorite album of this month and my runner uh my current pick for album of the year until something dethrones it unleash the archers with abyss canadian power metal uh outfit uh unleash the archers released uh in 2017 they released apex an album about an immortal being uh, cursed to always serve whoever woke him up, being woken up by this evil witch lady uh, queen who was like, hey, kill my four sons and bring them to, or uh, collect my four sons for me. I need them in a ritual to become immortal. This is the sequel to that album where the son of one of those sons, the one that didn't suck, um, <laughs> very good summary here. Uh, one of the sons was very nice. They got very friendly, but he did have to kill him. Uh, his son has found the words to awaken the immortal and now they are fighting back against the immortal uh, witch queen person and yeah it's cool as fuck uh, it, the music's really good the vocals are cool they've uh, done a thing like Arion does where they actually have different vocals for different characters so you can very distinctly pick out the immortal the matriarch, the name of the, I keep her calling her the evil witch queen or whatever. She's the matriarch and the grandson uh, who awakened him. And it's really cool. It's got some shorter tracks, some longer tracks. Uh, but before I continue talking, I will play you a track. This is Legacy. So in this song, uh, the immortal meets the grandson and the grandson talks about how he came to awaken him and what happened while he was asleep uh, because every time he is not needed, the immortal sleeps in his mountain. Uh, what's also cool is that the previous album was very much a fantasy album. 
Now they're in space, and it's a little sci-fi. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the riffing is really good. The vocals are really good. Britney Slays is fucking an amazing vocalist. Just insanely good. Because uh, she does this, but she also does a bunch of the other vocals on the album for some of the other characters. At some point, Andrew Saunders and Grant Trusdale, the guitarists, also pitch in with some of the vocals, with some backing vocals, with some other stuff. Um... Also, just the music, the instrumentals are also fucking amazing. The drums, the guitars, everything. I love this album from start to finish. Uh, from the kind of slow opener that slowly builds up Waking Dream. Uh, which also kind of symbolizes him, the immortal, waking up from his mountain. Uh, through to Abyss, which is just an amazing introduction to kind of the new setup for this album. For the plot, but also a bunch of great riffs in there. Uh, through Stars, Legacy, Return to Me, some really good stuff. Uh, though some of the more brutal tracks are, of course, the one with the Matriarch in there, because the Matriarch has some more uh, grunting, distorted vocals, uh, which show up on Legacy as well, but a lot more on Return to Me, which is much more her track on uh, Soulbound, Fast and Light, The Wind That Changed the Lad. On most of these tracks, they show up, uh, Fast and Light also, by the way, very fast track. Uh, might not have seen that one coming, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a really, uh, just a really damn cool album for the concept, for the story, which I really loved for uh, kind of listening to and figuring out on the first listen, uh, but also the songs. Um, it, it really, like track eight, The Wind That Shapes the Land is kind of the final battle. And it really feels like this big epic battle because of the instrumentation uh, and just how much punch and oomph they give some things. And they really give it some time to play out and it's a pretty long track and then Carry the Flame is a lot more calm uh, as is Afterlife. But they really pull off the calmer parts in balancing them with the just blazing power metal. And I just think this is one of the strongest power metal bands and records out there at the moment. Um, I, I'd put them on par with, uh, your Blind Guardians, uh, your, your Sabatons, uh, I think I actually prefer them to, like, Sabaton, even to Demons and Wizards, uh, who released an album this year. Yeah, it's just, I just fucking love this album, I love the first one, and I love this one even more, it's really good, uh, I got them both on vinyl, really happy with that, couldn't get the yearbook, uh, sadly enough, or... Uh, any of that other stuff but hey i'm very glad i got it and it's just yeah i love this thing from start to finish i'm gonna play you a clip from the wind that shapes the land so this is when the immortal fights the matriarch
I really love it when they go from that kind of big chorus uh, and slow it down into this punchier part uh, to kind of start the build up again to something something else really big and awesome and epic and cool. Um, also, amazing album art. I'm looking at it right now on my shelf. Uh, for both of these albums, just beautiful paintings. Uh, the first one's really cool, but I really love the fucking space vibes on the the second one. It's like space fantasy. Love that because I love space. I love fantasy, but I'm not really big on sci-fi. It's the perfect combination. It's just I just really like this album. Okay, but <laughs> I'm gonna stop. And with uh, with that, we're on to the second segment, the third one actually. What I've been listening to. And for this, I've got some uh, interesting bands for you this month. Starting off with Imperial Circus Dead Decadence, which is a bit of a long band name. (laughs) Um, But they are a Japanese symphonic death metal band. Uh, They're kind of like if Arion and Septic Flesh uh, were combined into a Japanese band. Because uh, I do believe they have like some storylines or something. I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. I just know that I think it sounds really fucking cool. So uh, I'm going to play you a song from their 2014 EP, which for lack of better translation, I'm going to roughly call Imperial Light and Flame, uh, which is also kind of the name of the track. Not exactly. This is a rough approximation using Google Translate. But... I need to call it something. So here it is. So yeah, that was that was that track, uh, which has a proper name, which I don't know or can speak. Um, but yeah, Imperial Circus Dead Decadence, from best I can understand, is a band which also has some revolving members, which aren't consistent. But at least the consistent members are Hull on bass, Kim on guitar, Rigyuki on vocals, Akira on vocals, and Shuhei on drums. Uh, which I might have fucked up severely, those names, but hey. And then they've got some vocal uh, people that sometimes join in for stuff but aren't there on all of their works. Um, it's kind of difficult to find out too much about them because a lot of it is in Japanese. But, uh, yeah, they're kind of septic fleshy, kind of Avriani, but also, if you know, Linked Horizon, who did the intros for Attack on Titan, it's kind of like that, but where that is kind of more rock opera stuff this is like metal opera symphonic stuff uh which i really fucking like it's really unique and also just something about the different language gives it also some very cool energy some it it just makes it something that couldn't be created uh anywhere else but japan i guess so that's also really fucking cool uh i love that 
And yeah, they also do a really good job of having a lot of different vocals which they blend together. I think because they might also have different vocals or different characters. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but yeah, they do have like female clean vocals, male clean vocals. They have some uh, a lot of grunting. They also go between some very symphonic metal kind of stuff, some very like loud death metal, bla- full-on blast beat stuff. Uh, they blend a lot of stuff together very well into these tracks that tend to be a little longer, like eight seven minutes. Um, and it's really cool. Now, they have a few albums, though there's only one on Spotify. Uh, and then they have two EPs, uh, which are on Spotify. I mostly listen to those two EPs. They have some really good tracks on those. Um, so, yeah, it's it, they're kind of hard to find. Uh, as for physical copies, they don't exist as far as I've been able to find. Uh, but, yeah. Which makes me a little sad. But hey, they're on Spotify, which is really nice. Uh, Which is honestly also more than I was expecting. Uh, So I would like to play another track from their 2016 EP called Roughly Immortal something something. I don't know. Here's the first track from that one. No, not the first track. The second track called... Bring plus eyes equals death plus invite. Um, It also has a bunch of Japanese characters, but those are actual English words in the actual title of the track. So I'm using those words to identify which track it is. Here we go. Yeah, already there, you can hear some very different vocal styles. That definitely, that clip opened up with a very uh, clearly death metal section. Uh, but they blend that into uh, back into the kind of more operatic symphonic metal style. So yeah, they're really cool, really unique band. Fucking love them. Go listen to them. Now on to a different band, uh, which is from China, but they're currently located in um, America. Which is Voodoo Kung Fu, uh, which is a kind of Asian folk metal band. I find it hard to pinpoint what kind of folk exactly, because as far as I can understand, Li Nun, the main uh, leader of the band, has uh, gotten influences from a lot of different stuff, from Mongolian folk to kind of more Chinese stuff. Uh, And I'm not very good, uh, I'm not qualified to identify that, so I'm just calling it Asian folk metal. Um... And then, I don't know. I don't know what specifically, but hey, it's really cool. Uh, He released his first album, uh, Celestial Burial, though it's only an album in the sense that he kind of grouped it as an album in a one-hour-long YouTube video. They're still all uh, classed as singles on his Spotify. 
and he's kept on releasing new singles. So it seems that he just releases a bunch of singles and then groups them all together and it's like, this is an album now, at least on YouTube. Um, but hey, it gives me the ability to talk about one album, which is nice. Uh, he does, there are previous albums, but they're not on Spotify because previously Voodoo Kung Fu was a band. And it seems that Lee Nan has now continued with the project, but solo, so the other works aren't on there. Uh, one and, I believe, Dark Age. Uh, one is also really good, so if you can find it somewhere, uh, definitely do listen to it. Uh, but the new stuff is also really good. And some of these songs are actually re-recordings with the new band of the old songs on one. With also new track titles, which is interesting. But they're still really good. And having new versions, I'm not complaining. So, I'd like to start you off with a track. Uh, let us see. How about Bruce Lee? So yeah, as you can hear, his vocals are quite unorthodox. Now, this is an outlier song where uh, it's even more strange because the song is called Bruce Lee and he also is making a lot of Bruce Lee-like noises in his vocals. Uh, but in general, his vocals are quite uh, strange, at least if you're just used to like metal and like uh, pop music or whatever. Um, because yeah, he utilizes a lot of different vocal styles, uh, all the way from Mongolian throat singing to some techniques that are more, I don't know, very fast kind of enunciation. I don't really know what any of these things, where they're from, uh, but I know that they sound really cool, uh, as well as the instruments he used, like the percussion at the start and the other uh, folk instruments to create this really cool sound uh, there's also a lot of aggression in this uh in his music i feel and it's really uh why i enjoy it now this a lot of his new stuff is a lot more cleanly produced uh like it still has a rough ed edges but definitely on the older albums uh it seemed they didn't have as much of a budget to go with uh because it's uh very much uh kind of more yeah, kind of, kind of more black metal-like, I guess you could say, uh, roughly produced, you know. Um, so let's. Uh, I actually talked about a song of his before, uh, Karma, which came out like a month or two ago, I believe, which I talked about then. 
so yeah, bunch of just singles constantly releasing from this guy, and then he groups them into an album. So here we go with one of the older singles, which I also really like, Theocracy. So yeah, some guest vocals in there would really add a lot. Uh, also, some very intense heavy guitars on this one. So this is definitely a very metal track. A lot of the metal, but also still plenty of the folk. Uh, and yeah, it's just generally some really good shit. He's got some longer tracks like Tibet. Um, some kind of slower tracks like Celestial Burial or Sea of Laughter. Uh, there's also the Man of Determination, which is a lot less like intense, on the, a lot less metal, but more focused on the folk. Uh, and it was just more calm, which is nice because it's also kind of near the near the middle of the album. Uh, but overall, I just really like his style. It's really unique. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I don't hear anyone else making music like this. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend you check him out. Next, we've got another very unique, kind of different artist. Uh, it's Doll's Box, uh, where you might know Baby Metal. I am personally not very into baby metal. I don't like them that much. I don't know. It just didn't click with me. Um, I do like Dolls Box a lot. They're also uh, a Japanese band, but they are less of a kind of girl group like uh, baby metal is, where they have the band and then the three girls, I believe, singing. This is just... It's a band, essentially. Uh, the ones playing the music and the ones singing are the same people. There's also more metal in there with more grunting and whatever, which I enjoy a lot. Uh, so I just generally think they're better than baby metal. I enjoy them a lot more. So here's a track called Take My Chance. So yeah, definitely still kind of a lot of that uh, pop group music and in, uh, influence in there with a lot of the electronics uh, and that kind of stuff in there with a lot of the vocals. But there are a lot of unclean vocals, you know, a lot of grunting happening, some very good, uh, very good bass line there in the middle. And overall, it gets pretty loud at times, which I enjoy. So I think this is a very good and successful mix of those two sounds, which I think... I don't know, the way Baby Metal does it doesn't speak to me as much as uh, this does. And uh, at first they only had one album, which was almost impossible to find. I mean, still is almost impossible to find, called Doll's Apartment. Uh, but they released recently an EP called um, Dragonet or Shoutdown or something like that. Uh, it was one of those the EP was called. 
Um, but yeah, it has five tracks. I don't love all of them, but I do really like uh, some of those tracks, uh, which is just on Spotify, which is amazing. Uh, so here's a track from that EP called Shout Down. <laughs> So yeah, once again, really uh, like the bass in the mix, uh, but also a very catchy chorus right there. And they use the shouts to really kind of give more of a punch to uh, some of those moments, which is really great. And uh, yeah, just really like the songwriting on this, really like uh, the catchiness of it combined with uh, the metal elements that they have in there. I think it's uh, just really fucking cool how they did that. So love that. And with that, we're moving on to a something very different. This uh, next album I want to talk about is Blue Oyster Cult with Secret Treaties. Now, this band I've somehow only just this month gotten into. Um, they are a very well-known rock band from the 70s, 80s. They started out in the 70s. This album is from 1974. Um, and yeah, it's really fucking good. Tracks like Career of Evil, Dominance and Submission, Flaming Telepaths, and the one I'm gonna play for you now, Astronomy. Yeah, that's a really uh, cool rock track there. It's a pretty long track, so it's definitely worth listening to the entire thing. Uh, but yeah, they're just way up my alley, and I don't know how I didn't listen to them before. Um, because they're very... They share a lot of similarities with a some of the other rock bands that I love a lot, but they are very different in distinct. Uh, now, previously, I d- had heard Don't Fear the Reaper and some other tracks from Ancients of Fortune, uh, but this album, Secret Trees, really does it for me way more than that one does. I really like this album in particular. Uh, though I do still uh, very much enjoy Agents of Fortune. I don't know. There's something about the kind of more laid-back uh, vibe of this and the production on this album that I really enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy the keyboards as well on here. And 
yeah, it's just there's some really good stuff in here. The tracks all get stuck in my head. They're really catchy. There's great riffs, and it's just overall very well executed. Uh, yeah, it's just good from start to finish. Very good stuff. They do some interesting things, uh, like the kind of uh, call and uh, call and response chorus on uh, dominance and submission is really interesting. Uh, but the other track I want to play for you is Flaming Telepaths. Yeah, that was Flaming Telepaths, another great track of, of uh, Secret Treaties. And now to move on to our last album of this month, Marillion, with script for the Jester's Tears. Marillion is another band that I should have listened to earlier. <laughs> because it reminded me of Rush and Iron Maiden. And I love Rush and I love Iron Maiden. Uh, so once again, way up my alley, love these guys. Uh, and I have actually, I listened to some uh, songs by Fish, but I never listened to a Marillion song yet. At least not consciously. I am 100% sure I've heard a Marillion song just because my dad has had it on in the house sometime. But not consciously. Uh, so please consciously listen uh, to this track called He Knows You Know. should have listened to the priest at the confession when he offered you the sacred So yeah, I really like the vocals on there. The vocal line, he knows, you know, is really fucking catchy. Uh, good bass work on there as well. Uh, but yeah, Fish really does some interesting stuff there. I really enjoyed this album. The tracks are very distinct and different from each other. Uh, very different elements, different vibes with all of them. Uh, but yeah, like I said before, it reminds me a bit of Rush and a bit of Iron Maiden. Well, specifically the Iron Maiden part, but Forgotten Sons has a part. Uh, which straight up made me think like, wait, did, did Iron Maiden rip this up? Okay, so wait. Uh, there's this part on Forgotten Sons. Asking questions, leading answers. From the nameless, faceless watchers. Yeah, with the, the voice talking. Uh, and I was like, hey, I've heard that somewhere before. Well, on the Book of Souls, uh, the latest Maiden album, uh, from, uh, when was it, 2015? On the track, If Eternity Should Fail at the end, there's a similar thing. My name is Nicholas. I'm formed of the dead. 
I'm not saying it's exactly the same. It very much reminded me of that, and I was like, hmm, could it be that Iron Maiden has been listening some Marillion? I don't know. It's the thing I noticed. But yeah, really amazing album. Really fucking enjoyed it from start to finish. And uh, here's another track. This one is called Script for Jester's Tears. So yeah, some really great keyboards on that track. But hey, those were the 10 albums for this month. I will now tell you about what's coming up in October. No, in September, which is almost over. But don't worry about that. So this is like a retroactive release list of what has already come out. uh, And what I'm listening to probably right now. Uh, So on the 1st of September, Tyranno released Mars of Death, a kind of thrashy album. Uh, 4th of September, All Damn Witches released Nothing as the Ideal, uh, kind of stoner rock stuff. Oceans of Slumber released Oceans of Slumber, uh, prog metal. Persecutor released Permanent Winter. Desolator released Sermon of Apathy. 9th of September, Korgul the Exterminator released Sharpen Your Spikes. 11th of September, Isan released Pharos, really interested in that. Love the first uh, this, uh, previous Isan EP. Mastodon released Medium Rarities, which are some uh, B-sides and other unused tracks. Spectrum of Delusion is releasing Neo Conception, progressive technical death metal album. Very cool Dutch band. Zack Sabbath is releasing Vertigo. Aborted Fetus is releasing Pyramids of Damnation. Marilyn Manson is releasing We Are Chaos, but I'm probably not listening to that because I don't really care for Marilyn Manson. Void Rod is releasing Descending Pillars. High Tides is releasing Distant Skies. Some cool heavy metal rock-like stuff. Carnation is releasing Where Death Lies. Fintroll is releasing Vredesfacht. Vredesfacht? That folk metal. Hey, Napalm Death is releasing Throws of Joy in the Jaws of Defeatism. <laughs> and on the 25th of September, by far the best day of September, Arion is releasing Transitus. Idols is releasing Ultra Mono. Cataclysm is releasing Unconquered. The Ocean is releasing Phanerozoic 2, Mesozoic, Caneozoic. And Deaththones is releasing Ohms. Really excited for that Arion and that Idols record. Some good stuff coming out of September. Uh, very excited for that. See you next time.